Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. And joining me on the podcast today, as ever, is Kelsey Zeiser, my colleague. Hello, Kelsey. Hey there, Phil. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I, I neglected to introduce you as a Light Reading editor also, but I think colleague covers it, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. This yeah. is some rando this... who is on the... <laughs> right. <laughs> Kelsey just happened to be in the office today. We put her on a podcast. Good. <laughs> Um, no, it's uh, now we we we're we're almost to that point. We 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 kind of would grab people off the street and put them in the podcast, but <laughs> it's, you know I've been warned against it. Um, so uh, today on the podcast we have uh, uh, Tim Dwarren, uh, Senior Director of Solution Marketing at Infinera. Um, oh my gosh, we're interviewing a vendor. How did that happen? <laughs> um, no, it, uh, Tim's involved also in the. Uh, um, uh, telecom Infra Project, uh, which is you know led by Facebook mm-hmm. and who else? Somebody else. Uh, I think Deutsche Telekom is part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and Vodafone, as you'll hear in this uh, episode, Vodafone's uh, definitely um, taken an interest in it, and it, you know that whole um, and we've been covering it on and off, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to get the point of view of somebody from Infinera because you know they're they're making um, you know they're obviously involved in uh, optical networking and packet optical networking and the 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 guts of the telecom network and almost uh, all of the major infrastructure pieces in telecom are being disaggregated and blown apart and mm-hmm. then recombined in different ways depending on what the carriers want so it's forced the vendors to be um, a lot more flexible and uh and to really, uh, I guess, um, not just be hardware experts, but also have um, quite a bit of software capability as well. Mm-hmm. And play nice in the sandbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The multi-vendor aspect. I'm glad right. you said that. The multi-vendor aspect of it, too, is really the, the, the key for the carriers because they they want the choice, but they also want supplier diversity, which you know is, is a big deal now. And uh, um, anyway, so he's going to tell us a little bit about a project that they're working on. Uh, in South Africa and what the implications of that are um, possibly across the Vodafone network and maybe even around the world. And then we'll also kind of turn it back on him and talk a little bit about uh, how that project suggests an evolution inside of Infinera. And we will do all that right after this. This episode is brought to you by Avast global leaders in digital security for network operators. They can build a safer digital world for your customers and their families. Discover more at avast.com slash partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot com slash partners. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. Uh, Tim Dwarren from Infinera, uh, Senior Director of Solutions Marketing at Infinera. How are you, Tim? Awesome. Great to be here, Phil. Thanks for joining us. And uh, um, so I, I guess the first place to start on this is, um, uh, let's see, to, to speak about a specific deployment that, uh, that you were uh, uh, talking about, some commercial trials that have started at, uh, at Vodacom in uh, South Africa. So it's a commercial trial that involves uh, disaggregated uh, cell site gateways. Um, can you give us a little background on what's what all's going on there? Um, sure, I would be glad to. So we've been active participants um, 
as Infinera, we've been uh, active participants in the telecom infra projects, disaggregated cell site gateway uh, project. Really that was formed around thinking about 5G um, technical demands and 5G transport for, um, for the next generation of wireless networks that we're all trying to build. And, uh, and so um, this model emerged where we would have the ability to separate the hardware, um, the underlying hardware from the software or the network operating system. And so um, the Vodacom press release that recently uh, came out was about kind of um, following months of trialing this disaggregated cell site gateway solution that consists of uh, our uh, operating system, our network operating system software we call CNOS um, for converged network operating system. Um, we combine that with some hardware from edge core and following months of, of kind of lab and um, other trialing and testing, it had moved to a live commercial um, uh, trialing phase and testing phase where um, multiple cell site traffic in uh, Vodacom's live network is being carried over this disaggregated cell site gateway solution. Okay, interesting. So how, how um, I, I guess, th so this is part of the, like you said, the telecom infra project. Um, uh, what's the significance of this particular deployment and sort of how, uh, how it's set up technically? Sure. Um, so let's just start with kind of, you know, as people look at the bandwidth demands and the other technical aspects of 5G deployments, like um, the need for low latency, the need for tight timing and synchronization and those types of, of capabilities, you know, they're, they're thinking about their transport network. And so what is it they need to do to be able to serve this capacity today and these other requirements over time for um, additional services that will, that will unfold. And so last year there was a major announcement about Telefonica's embrace of this technology. Right. And um, we've continued deployments, you know, with that. And so we're engaged globally with various service providers at, at various stages. And so kind of the significance of this is, you know, Vodacom is part of the larger Vodafone, um, you know, group. And yeah. so kind of think larger Vodafone, but then also think about, um, you know, entering the African continent and in particular South Africa, you know, and in particular kind of extending the capabilities of the, the, the 4G to 5G wireless network and, and its ability to provide connectivity and services to, to people throughout South Africa. So it's, it's really cool from, from that perspective. And you mentioned the, uh, you know, low latency and um, capacity advantages, but especially in some of these remote areas, like in Africa, how does um, TIP keep the cost of building out these networks down? Um, what are the, the cost considerations there? That's a great observation and, and comment. Um, you know, a little bit of, of, of history is probably relevant here, you know, too, because 
Um, I'm sure like you guys, when we used to meet face to face before the pandemic, um, the we, had th we, we had exactly, it feels like the old times, right? <laughs> um, we used to have things called Mobile World Congress and uh, oh. other <laughs> in, other in trade Barcelona? shows. Barcelona, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Along with good tapas, we also had good conversations. Um, and and uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg showed up there, you know, years ago now, and I yeah. saw him there at multiple presentations. And right. you know, part of kind of his view, and then sharing that, you know, with the broader te telecom ecosystem and the broader uh, set of companies like, like ourselves was really about, you know, Hey, we've, we've got X billions of people, you know, call it 3 billion people, you know, connected around the globe, but, but we can't wait 20 years and 30 years to get the next billion people connected. And so, you know, in part, the telecom infra project was an outgrowth, you know, of that kind of thinking. Facebook had a considerable amount of influence in its formation. And so, you know, as I see tip today, TIP is a collection of service providers and, and, and vendors and still has Facebook's, you know, influence on it. Um, but a lot of that focus is what different kind of deployment models and what different kind of um, uh, disaggregation models can I, can I come up with that can add value and that can help from whether it's an economics or a or a faster pace of innovation, you know, or a, an, an ability to, you know, help connect the next group of people. You know, I kind of always view that that's underlying as part of, uh, part of what, you know, tip behind the scenes is, is always thinking and uh, some of the influence there. Yeah. Because one of the questions I, 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 I had was just how how involved in in a project like this is Facebook from like a content perspective, just so that sure. our audience is clear. Because you know nowadays when you hear Facebook, it's just like uh oh, you know, <laughs> and you're <laughs> you're talking about people newly connected to the internet, and you're like <laughs> oh great, they're just indoctrinating them with uh, with uh, you know. Uh, off-brand right. website garbage right um, <laughs> well my view is a completely that, different sort of i guess a, a different modality for the company yeah for sure the 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 folks i interact with and the rest of us interact with at tip are, are really networking uh folks that have come from the same kinds of companies we've all come from and and worked for whether it's vendors or service providers or the rest and so they definitely have some networking, you know, networking folks, both thinking about their own network, um, because, you know, Facebook itself has a large uh, network with submarine transport and <laughs> all kinds of data center, you know, connectivity and, yeah. and then inside the data center, all kinds of things too. But um, so they have their own network, but, but more broadly, um, it's really just networking folks looking at um, how can we disrupt or change networking paradigms that can help us go faster, provide service providers with more choice and um, yet meet the stringent requirements, right, of, of being able to build advanced networks that, that not only do enhance mobile broadband, you know, to your cell phone could you, so you can surf faster, um, but also so we could think about new services down the road, like, right, like, um, whether it's telemedicine or, or whether it's um, 
um, you know, vehicle information being passed. Um, I won't say autonomous vehicles because it's actually compute onboard the vehicle, but also information coming to the vehicle. It's really, it's really a combination of that paradigm. But um, it's really building a network and thinking about that for not just today's faster speeds to the handset, but tomorrow's advanced services too. And that's really all networking people is who we interact with. And and the the tip group may get involved or Facebook folks may get involved to help um, put us together, right? In terms of service provider and vendor, you know, somebody may make a phone call or somebody may get on a call or there may be discussions uh, about that. But really after that, it's up to the, to the vendors to step up and supply the solution that the, the service providers are looking for and and then for us to collaborate to to get through trial and testing and and hopefully commercial deployment phase yep um and you mentioned those you know meetings of between vendors and service providers um from those interactions do you have any thoughts on uh why it might be important for carriers to reach out to historically underserved populations um, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, look, everybody's looking for opportunities to control costs and also expand um, revenue generation. And huh, that's, that, that's not just telecom companies, it's not just service providers, you know, it's all of us in kind of that creative destruction, you know, environment <laughs> um, where we're you know, the price for a service we have today may be going down and, you know, we can fight that at some level, but at the same time, um, you know, maybe a better answer is to offer new services or go after markets that we currently don't serve. So I think, I think there's both a egalitarian aspect, right, or a humanity aspect, which is it's good for everyone if people have access to education and access to knowledge and, and you know, digital libraries and, and, and all of that. So in, in that sense, I think it's, it's, it's good, but there's, you know, under, underlying all that is we all have to have sustainable business models too, um, or, or business can't, businesses can't survive and, and, and thrive. And so I think the other aspect of that is there certainly is an opportunity to hook up um, a population that has been underserved. And if we can meet the right price point, you know, we can do so profitably and, uh, and have both a sustainable business model and growing revenue. Yeah, that's the interesting part about, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, you know, the telecom info project in general is this idea of uh, using really using multi-vendor solutions in, in real world uh, to solve real world problems because that, that does heighten not only the, right. uh, the technology sophistication of the, uh, of what's presented, but also you just get the natural competitive part of it. Um, I, I, I totally agree. To totally agree with that. And, and, and the, the one thread that I kind of have is, uh, you know, on one hand, you can judge the telecom infra project on an individual product success or kind of failure in the marketplace, right? Did did this thing actually, you know, go and grow? Right. And um, I think that just personally, I think it's the the, the wrong frame, or at least an incomplete frame, <laughs> from which to view that success, because 
the real success is the ability to influence the ecosystem as a whole and to kind of push alternative solutions, alternative disaggregated models, alternative approaches. And I think the kind of ultimate measure of success is, is TIP's ability to influence that, whether that's Open RAN and, you know, some of the work there with the Open RAN Alliance or the, you know, and, and that piece in, in the radio access network, or whether that's in optical infrastructure and routing, um, where I spend a large, you know, majority of my day um, from an Infinera perspective. And so uh, they're definitely having an influence and they're definitely having an impact. And you can see that in some of the press releases, but you also see that in the, the service providers that have joined, the vendors that have joined the, you know, the sheer kind of um, information in the, you know, universe <laughs> that's yeah. being talked about, whether it's folks like yourself or, or otherwise. And I was also wondering, um, so we talked about, you know, benefits to carriers and underserved populations, but how does Infinera specifically benefit um, when those TIP projects are successful? Sure. So um, for a company like Infinera and, and there's, you know, classes of other vendors certainly out there like ourselves, you know, we, we grew up building deeply integrated solutions, right? The, the hardware, the software, you know, the, the ASICs maybe, or the, the, you know, the chips, maybe all of that we did, you know, at one point in time. And my view is that served our industry well, because it gave the customer something that they could take holistically and deploy, you know, and it just kind of worked and did its thing. But embedded inside of there were trade-offs and design decisions <laughs> in every one of those products. And so what, what the Telecom Infra Project and what disaggregation in general is doing is taking a look at how can I pull these pieces apart that I used to integrate deeply together? And in that disaggregation, can I unlock more value in, um, in doing so, and the value from I can go faster and maybe I can increase a part of the innovation cycle because another part of that integrated solution moves slower and this other part moves faster or I'd like it to move faster? Um, or can I give the service, can the service provider have more choice in terms of the types of hardware they might use um, from different vendors and not just have to be locked into the same software vendor gives them the same hardware, gives them the same ASICs and the same upgrade cycle. And so how does Infinera, you know, succeed or, or actively participate that? In the routing space here, um, we are looking to bring our operating system to market and we are collaborating with a host of hardware vendors, including Edgecore and others. Um, in order to um, give the service providers uh, more choice and to help them innovate and go faster and put next generation uh, silicon, packet processing silicon into their network. And if the service providers succeed in that deployment model, we're gonna succeed right there with them um, through the sale of our, our operating system, through integration and support and, 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 and global you know, service and support efforts and through them 
growing their networks and, and, and being successful. And if we can help them, um, we think we help ourselves. Yeah, I think that's a, a really compelling uh, thing to watch from our point of view, especially because you're sort of looking at companies, um, you know, like you said, maybe we're, we're known for a specific discipline or a specific uh, b- building things in a specific way a while ago. And now they're trying to get other things to market or they're trying to, you know, push their software capabilities, uh, you know, in, into the network, but maybe they're, you know, but they're not necessarily thought of as a software provider or, right. or what have you. Right. Very, very true. And, and one of the things we, we like about the disaggregated cell site gateway and, and this disaggregated open routing in general, which is another tip project that's kind of a, a parallel yeah. Um, you know, one of the things we really like is that because we've supplied mobile transport solutions for over 15 years and developed our software for, for many years that we've now um, adapted to, to this environment, you know, we think we have the maturity of an incumbent, but the disruptive freedom um, of a startup. And so um, put those two together and we think we're uniquely positioned to help service providers succeed in in what could be a challenging, you know, situation. Yeah, I think that's a great place to uh, kind of leave it off. Um, uh, I uh, so yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on the on the on this particular tip project at uh, at Vodacom and uh, Vodacom, sorry, in South Africa. Um, the and and I, you know, I think generally that all of the disaggregated, you know, network functions are, are really compelling because it, it, it is opening up the network and maybe uh, uh, introducing us to different vendors and maybe different uh, network configurations, you know, on the service provider right. side than we've seen before. Right. Um, uh, because of a Facebook group that Kelsey invited me to, um, uh, I now know the earth is flat. So all I have to do <laughs> hey. is really just get up on a ladder and I could probably see it from here. Um, I don't, I don't actually have to travel. It's just, to go see it's it. a different Kelsey. You can see, and you can see Russia from your house. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just right over there. Exactly. Same. Very scary, but yes, I understand. <laughs> All right. Uh, before I get you in any more trouble, uh, Tim Dwaran, thanks so much for uh, being part of the Light Reading Podcast. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you, Kelsey. Great to be here. That is it. That's our show. This podcast is produced by the Light Reading Video team, Tian Fu and Pierre Landrio. Thank you, boys, for doing what you do. We do appreciate it. You will find this and all of our other past episodes by visiting www.lightreading.com slash lrpod. That's lightreading.com slash lrpod. Or you can subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Thank you very much for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. Thanks to Avast for their sponsorship this week. Avast's award-winning security solutions make it easy for your customers to stay safe online, no matter how many devices they use. Learn more at avast.com partners. That's A-V-A-S-T dot partners.